Past players, past legends, past legends. Tonight we welcome Australian quick bowler Ryan Harris. 27 matches for Australia, 113 wickets. Freakishly exactly the same as Bruce Reid, actually, Rhino. But your average is slightly better at 23. You could bat a tad more than uh, than Bruce. Uh, highest test score of 74 against India. Should have made 100 that day, Rhino. And uh, welcome aboard, mate. Thanks, guys. Nice to, nice to chat. And you're right, I probably should have got 100, day, 100 that day. I was, uh, you're hitting I well. was thinking about it too much, and that's why I got out. So. <laughs> Mate, uh, welcome and thanks for joining us. Uh, we, we often get people on the show that are South Australian focused and doing a bit of research. We didn't realise that you're actually born in New South Wales, but we'll claim you as a South Aussie. <laughs> yeah, no, born in New South Wales, but moved over to uh, moved over to Adelaide um, probably I think about the age of three and a half, four. So, some of your juniors. Where did you start your juniors here in SA? Oh no, it was all, it was all in South Australia. It was all out at Salisbury, the Salisbury District Cricket Club. I was uh, I grew up playing cricket out there, went to school out that way, and played um, played all my cricket out in in Salisbury. So um, yeah, look, I, I grew up yeah grew up playing playing cricket and, and living in South Australia until I moved to Queensland. I was trying to remember, Rhino, whether it was still Salisbury or Northern Districts, but you were Salisbury, weren't you? I started off juniors at Salisbury. Yeah. Um, yeah. My first, my first first grade game uh, was for Northern Districts. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I would have played. Oh, who knows how many games I would have played? I came through the grades, fourth grade, third grade, second grade. Um, it's at, at playing for Salisbury, and then yeah, first grade the boo was for Northern Districts. Okay. Now I remember you then watching watching you Rhino on the district traps, and you were probably really actually. An all very much an all rounder, and if anything, a batsman who bowled, who bowled a bit. When where did the extra yard of pace event then come from in the, from the development from there, Rhino? Yeah, I probably was that um, growing up, but the, the extra yard of pace probably didn't come until roughly two thousand and five. I was I was um, yeah I, I don't know I, I get asked that a lot. I, I probably got I got a lot lot fitter and a lot stronger. Um, didn't do too much technically. I, I probably just got myself fit. I was a bit of a rat bag growing up. When I was contracting South Australia, I, yes. I got um, got to the stage where I was, you know, didn't mind a drink and, and mucking around too much, not training properly, and um, got to the point around. I think it must have been maybe two thousand and four, maybe two thousand three, maybe two thousand four. I nearly lost the contract. I lost my contract actually, and yep. thankfully for my sake, unfortunately for someone else's sake, they didn't take one, so I got it back in the same year. So I lost my job and got my job back. So. Um, Got that. I didn't realise it was it was at a time to be a proper professional, or or you know I'm not going to be there in two or three years. So, yep. um, managed to get myself fit and and, and strong. And uh, Wayne Phillips is probably the one to credit for that. Um, you know, he was the one that sat me down and told me, you know, you've got to you got to sort yourself out. Otherwise, um, yeah, you're not going to be here in a couple of years. So um, I did that and, and worked hard and, and got fit. And, um, you know, I guess the rest of his history went from there. Started bowling quick after that was a big thing about it, and, and landing the ball in a consistent spot. And yeah, I'd say the rest of his history from there probably. It's amazing those sliding doors moments uh, that uh, that sort of the the light bulb goes off and away you go. Yeah, it was. Um, it definitely was that because I, I probably didn't have a lot side, a lot of outside of cricket. I had different little little jobs here and there, and um, yeah, didn't exactly know what I wanted to do outside. Never studied so. Um, I was still only, well, I was still, I was, sorry, only, I was probably 23, 24, so 
um, yeah, need to do something. And um, I think I chose the right decision. And um, you know, went from there. And, and yeah, as I said, you know, had a, had a had a very very good career. Well, okay career at South Australia. I wish I had been better, but then had a good career in Queensland, and then probably you know playing some games for Australia, which was uh, something I probably never thought I would do. Um, with Red Bull, if anything, was probably White Ball. But, yeah. Um, managed to do well and, and perform well and consistently and um, you know, get some games in, with Red Bull, which is fantastic. Now, Ronnie, you, your last couple of years for South Australia, you did, you know, you came good and yep. inexplicably for mine were, were not offered what you should have been. It's the same may have been wandering into Adelaide Oval one day and ran into Ian McLaughlin and he wasn't expecting a person to come back with a hell of a lot of stats to cut him down in <laughs> cut him down in half. It's never exactly been my problem at speaking up in that regard. And uh, but as it turned out, to go to Queensland, the chance to bowl on the Gabba instead of here um, was a blessing in disguise as well. Um. A lot of people say that, hey, I, I, I didn't see it that way. I, I actually really enjoyed bowling at Adelaide Oval. Um, I always felt, obviously, it flattened out a lot in, yeah. later in the game, but I actually really enjoyed bowling on the old Adelaide Oval, not, not as it is now with the droppings. But, yeah, now, cool. Yeah, well, it's just yeah. Getting, I mean, it's improving, it's getting better, but I actually really enjoyed it. And I, I like the ball because it reversed back into the game. Yep. Um, but yeah, to go and get bowl on the Gabba, I actually had to sort of try and I had to learn a new way to bowl in a way because the Gabba everyone thinks it's you know it's bouncy fast and That's but it's actually really four, it's, it? it's a hard it, it's a hard place to bowl. You've got to you know everyone thinks of you know you put the ball down and it's going to do it itself. You, you've got to still put it in the right spot. You've yeah. still got to you know um, yeah you you still got to make sure you're doing it with the ball and and not and not expecting it to happen. So um, it's it's yeah. Look, it, I, I, luckily when I got there, I had Andy Bickle. I had um, I had Joe Dawes, who was bowling coach, who was a very good player, great player for Queensland. So yep. some good people in the corner. But I did, yeah. And obviously it was nice to go there and bowl there. But and everyone says, oh, because you moved there, you bowl in the Gabby, you played for Australia. I, I would have played for Australia. I feel that if I had stayed here as well, like the way I was bowling at the time, um, I just, I just, you know, I was going well. So yep. I expected that, that was going to no, happen. That's fair. So. Oh, as I said, mm-hmm. I thought you were treated disgracefully by South Australia. And uh, yeah. yeah, I wasn't afraid to say that either. Yeah, um, no, I appreciate that. I didn't know that. But no, look, I, I at the time, it wasn't about, for me, it was more of a, you know, financially, it was pretty good. Um, similar to Queensland, it was more about the extra year. But see, I didn't say that because I felt as though um, I, I wasn't a great athlete for, for them. I was in and out for, for, for six, seven years. And then, um, you know, the opportunity to try and get that extra year, obviously, I wanted. But um, I can understand why they didn't want to give it. And that was fine with me as well. And Queensland did. So, you know, it was also a good opportunity for me to get away and, and you know, a fresh start and go on away and impress um, in a new environment and, and take the challenge on. And that's what I did. So I, I never really, I was never fouled the Redbacks. I was disappointed, at, I guess, at the time that I was leaving, but it, it also ended up in a new chapter. And that was something that, you know, look back now, it was, it was you know, a right decision. Yep. And then the, the test of boo in New Zealand, mate. Yep. Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah, you did okay. Yeah, it did all right. Um, I dropped the catch in the second innings, I think, from a Pfeiffer or the first, where we, I think it was the second innings. I took a Pfeiffer. I dropped the, dropped the catch. Daryl Tuffy, I think, was my Pfeiffer, but um, didn't get it. But, um, yeah, it was obviously a dream come true. Had the family over there with everything about the whole thing. Ricky Ponting presenting my cap. It was just a, you know, it was a fantastic occasion as it is, as, it, as it's built up to be. And, as you know, when you when you get picked and, you, you know, the, 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 the things you hear about the cap ceremonies, um, you know, is, is, is everything, 
Um, and you know, plus it's just such a great moment. It's a proud moment for for myself, but also my family over there. Test cap number four one three. Uh, something that obviously is going to uh, remain with you, uh, you know, as part of your memorabilia collection. Um, you, you spoke of Ricky Ponding sort of presenting it to you. Was was there anything there that's memorable from that that you can share with the listeners? Um, oh, just getting it from him um, and, and the whole moment. I guess the only memorable thing is my family got there in the last second. They weren't allowed in because security wouldn't let them in. So they, oh, they didn't wow. see the whole spill. They literally just got there as I was putting my head, which which is disappointing, but that was security and that was what happened. But that was probably the only memory from that, the only negative memory. But um, no, look, it was, just, it was a great moment. It was fantastic to, to get it from an idol who, who, who idolised and watched for so long and and who, who had a big influence on my career once I got playing. And the way he backed me and supported me was, you know, was fantastic. A guy, as I say, you look up to, from afar, but when you get the opportunity to go and play under someone who you idolise, um, and, and you, you sort of kind of know you don't really know him from afar. Obviously, when you get to know him, he's just a, a the legend that you see on TV is exactly what he is. Um, it, it's um, yeah, it was it was it was amazing. It was just an amazing feeling. And as I said, I managed to play a few tests with him and under him, and um, you know, it was it was great to to see how he played the game and. And how he, tra- he taught me how to train as well. You know, I trained obviously better after, you know, that debacle here in Adelaide when I left, but well, yep. to get my contract. But he, he, t- he took it to the next level and taught us how to do it properly. He taught me how to do it properly. So that was a, that was a positive. Now, a couple of quirky things. I'm hoping yeah. one of them you don't know about, actually. It'll be interesting in a minute. But we will go on the first one that you could have played for England, mate. Yeah, that was, that was a beat up, massive beat up. <laughs> I tried Damn to that. I I've, I've got, got it in I've, front I've, of me, yeah. I've, I've, well, I've got no. That's tr- it's true. No, okay, that that, okay. that is true. It was re- it was reported as being true. Um, well, it was reported. It wasn't true. But um, I had a. I've got a British passport, so I went out to play for trying to play a year at Sussex as a as an Englishman. I virtually had to say I was going to play for England, but I was never really going. I was never going to. Right. Um, and um, just to play a season over there. So now I think they brought it in. I think it's called the Robinson Rule or something that you can go have a year over there, Grace. But I was trying to do that, I couldn't do it. So, um, and 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 it was all out that oh, he's going to play for England. Well, I was never, I was never going to. So, right, let's go see see if this one. You realise there's uh, five bowlers who've debuted over the age of thirty who've taken over a hundred Test wickets. Can you name any of them? Uh, any of them, Rhino? Oh, um... One of them, you, you should get one of them. One of them, you do. It was uh, Gates at Adelaide Oval well, named after him. Oh, Victor Richardson, is it? No, with, sorry, the Victor Richardson Gates. Sorry, there's a Clary Groomer area at Adelaide Oval. Sorry, yep. Bruce, um, Bruce Yardley, Bruce Yardley, yeah. Um, no, the others aren't sorry. Australian. Dilip Doshi, left arm. Oh, he is if I'm going to get all these. Yeah, no, no. It's Sajid Armel. I was just, you know, just mucking around and found that today and thought it was a bit, Yeah, yeah, you know, no, that's unusual. good knowledge, but there's no, there's no way I was going to get no, that. No, I, I, I do find it, I reckon it is a kudos to you and a, an interesting stat that you are exactly the same number of wickets as Bruce Reed. Bruce Reed, yeah. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Yeah. And one thing which I, I know you do quite correctly take great pride in, and it's a feather in your cap, you're the honour board of uh, Fifer at Lords, mate. Yeah, mate, it's it's that special, obviously, um, to play a game at Lords. You know, I played a couple of games there. For, um, lucky to play a couple of games there. Obviously, one Test match, but 
to be on the board there was was nice. I I, I didn't miss, I didn't play the first test of that series and got a call up for the for the um for the second test which was which was nice. But to be able to play there and um you know yeah take Pfeiffer and have and uh and get the name on the board is obviously a great thing. And I've been sent a, a nice bit of memorabilia about that from Lords. So I've got that at home and and a couple of family members actually my aunties and uncles of um have um, you know, been through Lords the tour and see my name on there and taken photos. So it's quite a nice thing yeah. uh, that's, uh, that that's there and um, yeah, it's something I always cherish. Two other individual things. Uh, hitting a six for South Australia to win a one one day, I reckon it was, against Queensland? Yeah, that was against Queensland. I was, I was talking to Dizzy about that. He was at the other end, Big Diz. I was right. talking about that just the other day. Um I'm confident that you had more chance to hit it for six than Diz, mate. <laughs> well, he, no, I wouldn't say that because he's made a test 200. He, yeah. That'd be his go-to. Yeah, so. I know. That would <laughs> be that would be his comeback line. Very true. Dizzy's been in some uh, pretty memorable run chases, and there's another yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, he has, and he was at the other end. and um, yeah, it happened. I think it was the next year I might have gone to Queensland, I think. I'm not sure. I'm not sure on that. might have been 2007, I think I did that. Um, but... No, it was it was look that was obviously a, a great great moment and I, I remember that very very clearly. Um, you know Queensland had run through us and they bowled all their bowlers and we managed to fight and Lachlan Stevens was the bowler who uh, who was was tasked with bowling the last over and I managed to get him so that was a good thing. And then let's go the other ball of the century, the yeah. the ball in Perth to get uh, to get Alastair Cook. That was abs- Is that the best ball you ever bowled? Uh, what's well, up there? <laughs> Definitely. Um, <laughs> Jeez, if you bowled, bowled any others as good in, as that, I'll well, I bowled a couple of good ones through the whole career. But I bowled a couple of good ones in England actually in 2013. The Joe Root, I think I got and yes. Matt Pryor, I got a couple. But um, yeah, that, that's obviously one that you know. I think the one that that one stands obviously first ball of the third test, you know, to win the Ashes for Australia, and that was you know that was a big wicket for us. It always was. I was the cook. Um, you know, huge wicket for us and. Um, and and to be able to get you know get off to a start to to win the Ashes, it was a big day that for for us for that for that group, and um, to be able to do that, I guess um, yeah, it was was amazing. And again, I, I mean, I get it every year. Um, you know, October 11, my birthday. Um, that's nothing, when it all comes out again. Nothing wrong so with that. Gets reminded. <laughs> exactly right. So, uh, so Rhino, the frustration of so many injuries in your career, mate. Because yeah, th- yeah, it, it was probably it was probably a number of things with you know not looking after yourself earlier and being a bit of a bit of a dickhead and rat bag and all that sort of stuff. But, um, you know, I guess I didn't have, you know, I had a lot of, well, I didn't have a lot of soft tissue injury. It was more structural things. So when I did it, I really did it good. And, uh, you know, and in the end it got me, you know, my knee in the end, that was the reason I finished. Yeah. Um, Cause I, cause I was 35. I was probably a young 35. So I hadn't played a lot of cricket. So um, that was the thing that got me in the end. And, and again, that was a bit of stupidity of the reason that, but, but that happened, you know, I had a knee operation, had a uh, meniscus repair and after about, it was about a six-month recovery. After about three months, I was taking hangers up blokes back at school and ripping again and <laughs> and, and they and they had to remove their meniscus. And in the end, that's where, my, where I ended up damaging my leg, my, my, bone, my, my bone, and that's what cost me, um, you know, it cost me more more games, I guess. So, um, But I had different things here and there, you know, knees and, and shoulders and backs. So I didn't have yeah. too many back problems that kept me out, but it was just when I did something, I did it good, and it was a, it was a period of time out. Now, uh, most of our guests, uh, we often talk about how far they've travelled. Uh, you're obviously born in New South Wales, but obviously here in South Australia, you ended up at Sussex, then at Queensland, in Queensland. 
Uh, you played for the Declan Chargers uh, and yep. Surrey and then the uh, Kings 11. Yep, yeah, I played all them Declan Chargers. I ended up going there in 2009, which is the second year of IPL. Ended up winning the, the comp there, um, which was great. Um, played a couple of games at Surrey. Again, that's when my knee started to flare up. Well, I had an opportunity probably to play about six or seven games. I ended up playing probably two. Um, and then, yeah, heading back over the IPL, we, you know, with, with Kings 11, played there and, and even went back and coached a year there, which is which was which was fantastic as well. So I think that's the unique thing about cricket. It can take you all around the world. And, you know, I've travelled playing to a lot of places. And, you know, India especially, I, uh, you know, I, I didn't play a test match in India, which was disappointing. Um, not to get that under my belt, but, uh, you know, I've been over there and, and, and played IPL and, and coached over there, which is fantastic. So... Uh, you know, South Africa is a great place. England's a great place. Sri Lanka is a beautiful place. West Indies is a great place. So, you know, I've managed to travel around and see all them. Well, you've sort of led me into my next question, which we normally ask a little bit later in the interview, but we'll ask it while we're here now. Your favourite ground that you've you've played at, um, you know, here in Australia and also overseas? Oh, it's hard to pinpoint one. Um, you know, the MCG, I've had the, I've had the job of the first ball on Boxing Day at the MCG against the International Series, so... You know, that's that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, pretty hard to go past. But with Adelaide Oval, even Adelaide Oval back then, when it was the old Adelaide Oval, but now it's just, it's just, it's just <clears throat> excuse me, just unbelievable. Um, it was a place, to, great place to play. Uh, overseas, obviously, Lords is up there as well. Uh, Lords is massive. Um, you know, and then sorry, Cape Town, uh, Cape Town with the you know Table yeah, Mountain in the table background. Mountain, yep. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful ground, beautiful place to bowl. Um, great place to play and. Um, so it's hard to pinpoint one. I've played at so many great grand Barbados even, um, you know, was was a great, was a great place to play. So been lucky enough, as I said, to travel around and, and play at those grounds. Now a serious one. Buff, Buff's influence, you know, obviously most yeah, the most influential person, but not only cricket but life. Um, Darren's yeah, influence yeah. overall, mate. Go for it. Yeah, he's been like he's been like a second father to me, Buffer. Yeah. Um, you know, my whole cricketing life, he's, he's been a part of it. Even from the Salisbury days, I used to go and watch him as a kid. Yep. Um, he's, you wouldn't believe he's just actually texting me right now. How funny is that? So, yeah, that's, um, not a, that's not a total surprise. No, no. <laughs> you know, no, no. He, he, you know, from a young kid, I used to go and watch him and, you know, and all the greats at Salisbury that I grew up with and taught me how to play the game. And, and um, you know, and, and you know, he's he's been there just about, I think, all, all but probably one maybe two years of my cricket, senior cricketing life, he's been a part of it, whether it's been captain. When I moved to Queensland, he came up, I think, a year later to to, to, um, to coach yeah. Brisbane in the T20. Uh, and he was interim coach for the Shield team for the rest of that season because we lost our coach. So he, he all about that two years. And obviously playing for Australia as well. We went there and he followed, well, I keep saying he followed me. <laughs> but um, but in my whole cricketing career, he was almost, he was almost, he was there. So as, as a, as a Look, he's still one of my best mates and, yep. and will be until the day we die. But um, yep. just a great bloke cricketing. He was always honest with me. He, he, he'd have a crack at me when he did. He'd compliment me when he, when he, when he could. And, and as I said, off the field, he supported me through losing my mum. You know, he lost his mum and dad yeah. now. And, yeah. you know, so we, we, we've been great mates. And, you know, being in Queensland before I came here, we, we worked really closely together with the second 11 team up there and travelled together and, you know, just, you know, sit and talk you know what together it's just it's, yep. it's always great it's nothing that you can't we can't tell each other and he still helps me now he's you know he's helped me on this coaching journey to make the decision to come to South Australia was one of the hardest ones I've made um and he and he you know he was the one I probably confided in the most so yeah um you know we're going to be mates as I said to the day we, the day we die and 
I, I love him and, and he's such a just a, a great person. He's so genuine. Look, I I, I was there that for the the famous Salisbury win. I think it's mm. the most famous district cricket win here in South Australia, where Salisbury chased down the four hundred odd mm. when when Nobsy had made two hundred plus for West Torrens and Buff went out to bat. He batted about eight, I reckon, and just went out and just the typical Darren Lehman we grew to love you. He just dinked it, knew exactly yeah. like the human computer batting seventy odd not out to win the game, seventy four not out, I reckon, in the dark to chase down four hundred. Yeah. It was incredible. I think he was only sixteen then too, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. And he's just Yeah, I, I, I remember that. I computer. never seen his yeah. I didn't see that, but I remember I read a, I used to I mean I read up about a lot of our stuff from yeah. the club and you'd see photos and you'd hear people talk about that a lot. And I think I mean even he still talks about it. He remembers just about every hit he has. So Yeah. Um you know, very yeah, he's yeah, I mean he's a legend. He's a legend out there. He yep. he goes it's the thing about it, when he comes home, he, most of the time. Um, you know, he comes back every a lot now. Pops back to see his grandkids, and yeah. uh, but most of the time he's here for a bit. He'll pop out and see all the mates from out that way, and that's you now that was his yes. club, and he never forgets them. That's Darren, and yeah, my dad's involved still with East Orange, so I st- still see a fair bit of you know buff out there, and yeah, that's yeah. Uh, Jake did hit a ball on the road a couple yeah, two, right. two years ago, and uh, Darren got there, and some said, "Hey." Five minutes too late. Jake's just hit one on the road, and Buff's replied, "Yeah, been there, done that, did that three or four yeah, times." Yeah, exactly himself. right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right, mate. Uh, we've been watching some of your footage here uh, on the video that we've got going uh, of some of your highlights, and um, mate, there's a couple of five wicket hauls there that uh, must stand out for you. Oh, which ones? I mean, <laughs> I know that sounds. I don't mean to sound arrogant. Which no, ones? No, I mean, we're, I've we're, got the worst memory in the world. That's right. We're looking at a couple from here in Australia. I'm assuming one would be at in Perth. Yeah, one at the Wacker in 2000. Uh, when was that? 2010-11. Yep. Yeah, that was a nice one. Um, again, we're under the pump that series. That was my first Ashes series, and we're under the pump. We ended up losing it, obviously. But um, I miss Brisbane. Played. Uh, Adelaide lost heavily, and then obviously we went to Perth trying to win that to keep the series alive, and we did. And we, yeah, obviously, and then went to Melbourne. I ended up breaking down in Melbourne, ended up breaking my leg. <laughs> so um, that that series I remember, unfortunately, yeah, that was in fact that was the last time England won the series in, in Australia. So that's why that stands out. But um, yeah, look, it's always nice to take five wickets, no matter where you are. And, yeah. you know, whether you've got obviously Test Test five is a great, but you know, taking five. Um, wickets for Queensland or South Australia was always a priority as well, and that was that was my job. So I always enjoyed doing it. And then on the coaching merry-go-round, you know, you, did you start originally with a high performance bit in Brisbane with uh, with Maddie Herb Elliott? Yep, I did. Um, that was my first job out, my first full time job out. So I had a year where after I retired, I had probably had a year out and and was doing bits and pieces here and there, and learning learning the craft. And I mean, I've, I'd started the coaching journey. From from way earlier, from five or six years earlier, because of because of the injuries, as we mentioned, and with Buff being around, he he was able to get me on some you know just some opportunities that um you know to, to experience coaching. So and I've done I've done all my courses. I I you know I read up a lot about coaches and see what coaches doing. So I had the opportunity. So when that finished and the opportunity came up, I um I was actually on an Australian tour as an assistant in New Zealand when I when I applied for well when I and interviewed for that role, and for the it was basically it's called the national it was national performance school, which is the, the old cricket academy. So uh, I got that, and along with Matty Elliott, and and, and only, well, I ended up working with him for ten months because he ended up leaving. But um, 
yeah, it was a great, I mean, it was a great experience to work with him. Uh, he he's got a great cricket brain, and yeah. from there, and I guess from there on, it just sort of snowballed. And, and I was, I managed to be there for five years. Did did two World Cup, under nineteen World Cups. Um, you know, did did obviously a number of Australia A tours and a couple of Australian tours, and and then obviously went into Queensland. That that end of the cricket show, went to Queensland and, and did the pathway there for a couple of years. But I was also also you know, obviously I wanted to try and get into senior roles. I had a couple of senior roles I knocked back from other states and. And here I am now in Adelaide. So um, yeah, it is. It is. It is what it is. What was coaching ever on the mind while you were playing, or is this something that's yeah. just sort of popped yeah, up? It always was. Yeah. No, it always was. I loved it. I always enjoyed talking about the game. I probably didn't see the game in the light of a captain, but I always enjoyed talking about the game and loved it. So um, yeah, look, it, it was always what I wanted to do. And you know, as I said, luckily I've, I've been I've been lucky enough to fall into it. So and so. <laughs> So in Queensland, so were you bowling coach as well with the Queensland side last season? Oh, I wasn't. I was sitting under Andy Bickle. Right, okay. Um, so I was sort of advising uh, under him. So, um, yeah, I wasn't as such uh, the bowling coach, but uh, obviously there for experience. So. And how do you feel looking at South Australia this year? You know, we, we've got a bit of depth, probably, probably as much depth as we've had for a while in fast bowling. I, I just feel sorry for the guys having to bowl on... Karen Rolton, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's changing. That's changing because there's a drop in, two drop in wickets there now. So that's gonna okay. Change. Okay, that's only just happened. So now we've got a lot of depth. I'm really excited about. It. That's half the reason I moved here. I saw the depth that we had, and you know we've um we've got a lot. We've got a lot of good depth there. So we just got to try and keep them all fit and, and going in the right direction, and and um uh, and hopefully you know we, we we take 20 wickets a game. If we do that, then we we um. Now we're going to win lots of games, and obviously we've got to get runs, but we'll we'll do that and hopefully you know, keep the boys oh, cause um, cook, some, cooking as, nicely. As someone who's you know has led the odd tragic life, I have been at a shield game where there were sixteen people there, and I knew every one of them. I realised I had a problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. At Karen Rolton, watching you know, the last years, honestly, it's just I've I felt sorry for the bowlers. It's just been yeah, it's been bad. It oh, has been bad, but, but again, it's 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 you know, unfortunately, with the, the quick turnaround from footy. Yeah. That they have there. There's just no time for for Trent Kelly, who works there as a oh, yeah, to get stuff yeah. up. So, yeah, I'm not having you know, a go at Trent in that regard. Well, yeah, but they, they they've they've sorted that. They've um they've got a they've got a they've dropped in two wickets down there, which is which is going to help us. So good. So Rhino, it was funny growing up. I think we all thought probably one day I was going to be more the go than possible test wise. Mm-hmm. You didn't play a huge number of one days. Twenty one one days. With the uh, although the five for nineteen uh, does stand out well and truly, Rhino, just a bit about what your one day is, mate. Yeah, a little, a little. I'm even to this day disappointed I didn't play many more or more yeah. one days. But um, again, that was around the time my knee was starting to play up. So um, we sort of well, I, at first I didn't. The cricket Australia sort of started prioritising Test cricket, and then I sort of understood what my knee, what was going on with my knee, and then realised that every ball I bowled was getting closer and closer to retirement. So. I sort of I jumped on board with it, but um, yeah. Look, I, I wish I I loved playing one day cricket for show. It was, was was amazing, and I fought bloody hard to get into the team. I, I was in, and then I was out, and then I fought hard to get back in. I got in, and then I I tried so hard that I bowled badly and got out. And then obviously the talk about my knee. So it was a disappointing end, but I mean I I had a good time when I was there. I managed obviously I got two 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 on the trot against Pakistan. Uh, one in Perth and one in Adelaide. So yep. two fifers. So um, yeah, look, it was a great. Again, a great period of time to be able to be playing, um, well, two forms. I was sort of around the T20, in and out of that. But, 
nice to be playing two forms of the game and and and, and enjoying that. So as I said, one day cricket was always was great. But you're right, I, I, I that was that was something I I mentioned earlier that you know if I was ever going to represent Australia, it was probably going to be more on that shorter format as an all rounder. And um and you know and lo and behold, I, as I said, once I sorted myself out and and yeah. started playing some decent cricket, then the Red Bull stuff came along too, which. Um, which obviously, yeah, well, then all of it was a green dream come true. But to be, yeah, as, as we've already spoken about, receiving the baggy green cap was 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 a, was a massive bonus and a huge dream come true. And you did get to the 300, uh, 300 just over the three hundred and three first class wickets too, too, Rhino. Yeah, yeah. Again, that, that's I guess that's something that I, I, you know, people ask me in my stats. I, I know my test stats really, but I don't know much else about what I did and. You know, I think you know, when you hear that in 300, it's not bad. Uh, well, these days, this day and age, you know, bowlers seem to take a lot more than that. But, you know, 300 is a good number. As I said, if yeah. I had played a bit more through a few injuries here and there, it, might have, it would have been more. Hopefully, it might yeah. be more. But, yeah. again, I don't, I, don't have, um, I don't have too many regrets. You know, once I, once I did get, get on the, you know, the, the right way and, and started bowling well, I, I bloody enjoyed every minute of it. It was good fun. I've, got, so, one, I've uh, got one in your career that you never played in a winning South Australia Shield side. But, unfortunately, I say that to most people, mate. Is that true? I'm just saying, out of sat and mucking around, saying <laughs> oh, about. Right. I was going to say. No, 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 about. Won a game. No, no, no. I'm saying about not winning a shield. I'm oh, just, sorry, shield. Yeah, 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 yes, no, yes. Sorry. For me, yeah, for me, so for me, the Sheffield Shield is the holy grail, mate. So. Well, again, going back on to about the Queensland move, originally, um, you know, we spoke about playing at the Gabba and playing for Australia. That 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 was the whole. Well, at the time was. You know, a new opportunity, but another reason why I moved, I wanted yeah. to win a trophy. And yeah. I don't know, and I'll say it to the boys this to the, now, the group we play, um, how we didn't win a trophy around that time and I was, um, you know, playing for South Australia was, it still gets me because of the sides we had. Yeah, we had you know, sides it, where we should have been better, no doubt about we that. We should have been, we absolutely. And, and, and you know, and, and so, you know, to, to go away and, um, you know, as I said, I, my dream when I moved away was to play. Um, obviously, the big dream was to play for Australia, no doubt. I'm not going to lie about that. But to move to Queensland, who, who you know, won so many shields around that yeah. time beforehand, to win a Sheffield Shield was was what I wanted to do. I'd sit and watch it, you know, on TV as a kid, yeah. and I wanted to play in that game. That was my that was my test match, and um, yeah, to go up and do it. I mean, to, to that day I remember it so clearly at the Gabba against Tasmania and. You know, we were in a hell of a trouble, and Chris Hartley and Steve McGoffin put on this amazing. Yes, that's and, right. Yeah, and 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 to win it, man, that was that was. Oh, I've had kids, so I've had a pretty good couple of days with the kids and getting married, but that was up there, and, and obviously my test debut yeah. and baggy green. But winning a, winning a trophy, winning a Sheffield Shield, man, it was a very emotional day for me, and um, you know something. Oh, again, I always remember, and um, you know it was it was fantastic. So that you know that was another big reason why. Yeah. Um, to, to be to have to be offered the opportunity to go to a place like Queensland that was so strong, so you know, um, sport driven and and cultural culturally driven um, of winning, you know, was it was a not was a massive um, oh, what's the word a uh, um, you know Philip to so, go there, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely, you know, just for them to to come to me and and, and you know invite me, I guess up there was was such a, a great thing, so. Uh, and, and being up there for so long, I just see how they they get it. They just do sports so well. You know, the weather the weather helps as well. Yeah. Well, that helps. But I mean, yeah. more it's more about more about 
it's winning's like in the blood, and that sounds yeah. silly, I know, but it, they just know how to win. I mean, I've watched so many State of Origins, you know, and, and they just Queensland shouldn't have won, and they did, and 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 just other just sport out there, they just know how to win. They don't give up, and which and is ironic, isn't it? Because this, I know I'm older than you, Rhino, so out of that, but the yeah. standard joke where Queensland kept losing the shield, they'd grab. Defeat well, from did. the jaws of victory so many times. Correct. And a, yeah. it was a standard joke of, of Queensland losing in the Shield and Collingwood losing and mm-hmm. losing another final yeah. in the AFL for years. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, 94, 95, wasn't it? Yeah. Was that their first one? Yeah, that well, was against we, us. Against us, yeah. Don't worry, I do remember <laughs> you know, that. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 uh, you know, and, 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 and now, I mean, having won so many since then, and, and we've won one, which obviously was the next year. So, yeah. You know, that's my goal. We're talking about my old shield, but this is my goal here now. Is, uh, is and we're talking trophies here now. And, and so we should be. Because improvement, exactly. And and that's what Dizzy's strong on. And I've mentioned that, you know, I, that was another reason I came. I moved here with the, the, the talent group that we have. We're in that tour. And, and we've just got to make sure the players believe that. And that's been our, that's our job, been our job the pre-season. And, and how we do that and, you know, get them believing that. And that's the main thing. So and that's it's a bit want, more you know, consistency with the... Batting and then a little bit more consistency, but and, and more and fielding. We you know we still dropped way too many catches last year for, especially yeah. for bowling on Karen Rolton. The bowler creates yeah. the opportunity. We you know we did grasp just yeah. too many. So I, I actually don't. We're not far away. And you know, yeah, I, I can tell you now we've well Dizzy's focus. I've I'm been unbelievably shocked how much fielding we've done this winter. Dizzy is yeah. Um, absolutely smash the guys with catches, with outfield stuff, high catches, slips catches. Uh, we've just literally finished our last game on camp today. Yep. Um, the catching and fielding up here, we've already seen improvements, so we've just got to make good. sure we carry that into the games. And So, um, you know, that's where Diz is really good. He's gotten feedback from players. He's looked at stats from last year. And, yeah. And what do we need? The big thing that came out of it was we need more fielding and we've done it. So, um we give them every chance. We, we, you know, this, as I said, is adapted to what they, they've asked for and what they want, and it's up to them now to go out and, and actually execute on the on the day. And, and, and hopefully, they deserve success. They they work hard. They've worked really hard. They deserve success. And I'm happy that, I've, that I said that. That that was my thought mm. immediately. And probably mm. people don't don't think enough about fielding. We all think, geez, we've got to make more runs yeah. or we've got to take more wickets. Well, no, let's yeah. you know the whole. The whole box and dice. So, well, t- taking taking twenty wickets is hard. Taking twenty three, yep. twenty four is even harder. Yeah, so, um, exactly. And the boys know that. So, and and you guys had a little bit of a pre season in Darwin there a couple of weeks ago. No, we're still here. Oh, you're still there. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, we're still here. We're, that's why I've, when I've interrupted phone calls, I've had to catch up with the blokes that I haven't seen for a while. Nah, fair, uh, I was with the Australian team. So, um, no, look, it's been we've had eight days up here. We've, we've had two practice games today and and on so Wednesday on Monday. We had um, quite a big training um, block at the beginning of the time here, um, and we've had great weather. We've had great facilities up. Darwin up here is just, the ground of the facilities up here is just phenomenal. So um, we've been very, very sport from, from NT cricket um, to be up here and to have these facilities. We've had the run of the, the we've had you know eight turf, seven turf wickets. We've had two centre wicket, wicket or wickets that have been just unbelievable. So the preparation's done. We've we've been we've been spoiled. We've we've, we've trained really really well. Um, this has said to me this is if not the best preseason. Now we've had a lot of guys away, but they've come back and joined us in good nick. They've looked after themselves overseas. But to get this, you know, the two or three weeks beforehand and then coming in here with the whole group has just been fantastic. So um, you know, it's been great. 
So we've got, we've got no excuses. We just want to make sure we keep a look after the boys, keep them fit, uh, look after themselves and you know, let the cricket and, and the results you know, do the talking. Okay, Rhino, well, the way we finish yep. off. Uh, Let's do it. Let, so best players played with, hardest batsmen, oh. uh, hardest people to bowl to, that sort of scope. Yeah. Uh, mate, um, go for it. And, and you can do a top top three. You don't yeah. have to name yeah. one. Yeah. Just like. say, yeah, go for I it. Sit on the fence on these things. So P- Ponting, Clark and Smith would be the ones I've played with, and that's cutting out a few others as well. Yep. Um, they'd be the three, I reckon. And I'm leaving out one of my mates, but a couple of best mates are in my bowls and Mitchell Johnson as well. So that, I, go to the, I go to the batters, so I just I was in awe of what they did. Yep. Um, top three against Kevin Peterson's number one. He was a freak. Um, he, he, he was just different. He was he's such, he's such a big big unit that he, that he, he had to bowl different lengths to him. Um, Sachin Tendorka would have to be one. I can't leave him out. I've got him yeah. at the back end of his career. Um, who else? I reckon probably A.B. De Villiers is another one. Um, lucky enough to play with him. I play against him. Um, so, you know, I, I played, and again, that's really hard to pinpoint three yeah. in each because, yep. you know, I've managed to play with and against some, some absolute legends of world-class players. Mate, uh, thank you very much for, for joining us tonight. I know we've had a couple of little technical issues yeah, along the way, but nah, all good. for that. Nah, all good, but, um, <laughs> mate... We absolutely loved your career uh, as a bowler and as a batsman. Uh, you know, looking over some of these stats, we, we forget that a little bit that uh, you, oh, you, you could, could bat. bat. Rhino could bat. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I saw enough for Salisbury to start with as well, so I'm showing my age again, Rhino. The, the one stat right. that I'm still a little bit unsure on is 48 runs in your one-day career. Who was batting above you? Because obviously they were making a lot of runs. Oh, no, I think... Oh, everyone. I mean, back then, once bowling took over, I'd probably let my batting go and... Mm. I, to be honest, with you, I probably got scared of the fast ball. I, I didn't do enough with it, and then as I got in, got, got going again and got the confidence, you know, I actually didn't fear batting. I love batting, and you know, um, you know, that's where I wish I had done it well, a lot more work on it earlier. As I did, I saw we, I went, went from being that sort of batter to the bowler, yeah. and I switched completely. I didn't do enough. So, uh, but it is what it is. I, you know, now I guess one of the only things I didn't do is score a first class hundred, which I should have done. Yeah. But, at the end of the day, that's, it is what it is. Absolutely. Well, mate, thank you very much once again for joining us. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure, and uh, we wish yourself and the Redbacks the uh, the best of luck for season 23-24. Greatly appreciated, yeah, Rhino. Look forward to catching no up. Thanks, mate. Thanks, boys. Thanks. Seriously, thank you. Bye-bye. Ciao. All right, and we thank Rhino for his time here tonight. And, um, yeah, we did have a couple of technical issues along the way, but we got there in we the end. There. And Rhino was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, look, I've got a lot of time for him. Let's go back a long way. I, you know, I remember him vividly as a kid, and and that, and yeah, he's just a genuine guy too. You catch up, loves to chat about cricket, and, and that. Uh, yeah, don't worry, he did okay in terms of that side of things off the ground when he was younger. Absolutely, and he admits that himself that he had to learn and improve, and yeah, came through in the end well uh, and truly. Amazing how, you know, you can get around a group of people and it drove him to excel himself. And he talked about, obviously, Ricky Ponding and how he just seen him do it a totally different way. And and Flipper's influence, yes. which is good too to hear. It's good to hear something because Flipper, we all associate Flipper with the flippant and, you know, the, the 159 on debut joke and all that. Mm-hmm. It's great to actually hear someone talk seriously about Flip. Yep. Yeah. And Darren Lehman was the other yes. one who was a, a, a fantastic mentor to him. And 
as we were speaking, speaking to him, guess who uh, dialed in as well? Uh, Text him, yeah. I, knowing how much, th- how close those two are, I reckon it was probably paying a dollar oh one for that to happen. Absolutely, 